This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selkin, where we are in season nine entitled The Power of a Word. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last episode of this season. If you have been joining us uh, throughout this season, I thank you for being on this journey with us. Man, has this been fun. This has been one of the more lighthearted, I think, seasons that we've had in terms of like the depth of science that's been applied from from the mindset and sports psychology and brain science perspective. Um, But man, we have gotten some really good insights from some of the people that have been closest to me throughout the course of my life and on this life journey with me. Some that I might have just met, but it has been a, a powerful look at how do we wire in excellence to the very way that we think as human beings. Because again, this season has been all about understanding how do we take the power that lies within a very word and make it a part of who we are, how we think, how we operate, and how we show up on a day-by-day basis. Because again, here at the Selking Performance Group, we are all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations really understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. And to me, it begins with how we think, and then based on how we think, we'll determine how we lead. And how we lead will determine how we live our own lives, how those in our sphere of influence and our circle, whether that's your team or your family, operate, and then ultimately how you lead your organization. And to me, like Maxwell always says, everything rises and falls on leadership. But guess what leadership rises and falls on? Our mindset. And so, you know, the work that we do here in applied sports psychology and applied high performance psychology is all about, again, helping people tap into an understanding. Who am I? How am I wired? How does my brain work? And then how can I optimize how I think on a moment by moment basis to show up as the absolute best version of myself, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a coach, whether you're an elite performer in any domain, a business person, or, or if you're being a spouse or a parent or a community leader, like who are you? How do you show up and how do you deliver your best? Because if 2020 taught us anything, it's that the world needs stronger individuals who are able to be a bridge builder, to be a light bearer, to be a hope dealer. And that, my friend, is how we are going to change the world in front of us. But it begins with us, right? We can't we can't worry about what everybody else is doing in the world until we're worried about how we're showing up to the world. And that's why mindset is so important. Because while I am trying to help you think in ways that are conducive to high performance and bringing hope and healing and light and bridges to this world, ultimately, you are the only one that can manifest that into your life. So our work is helping people understand how do we tap into the power of our mind. Because here's what we know. 
Thoughts are real things. They're not these things that just float around in the world and don't matter. As we repeat thoughts over and over and over again, they build mindsets or actual protein patterns that change the very form and function of your brain, right? They act as that Instagram filter, that picture, that that picture filter that when you step into a moment, it changes how you see things. And if we see things in drudgery, in disdain, in in separation of human beings and systems, then guess what? That's how we're going to show up to the world and how we're going to manifest it into reality. So we have to learn to change the way we think because although there are so many things we can't control in this world, our thoughts we can control. Right? We can choose what we think about. We can't always choose the thoughts that come into our head, but we can choose and control. Am I going to hold on to that? Or am I going to release that and replace it with something more powerful and helpful? And so again, all of our work here at Selkin Performance is helping individuals tap into that, whether that's through our nutrition coach that we have on staff, whether that's through our licensed sport and performance psychologist that we have on staff, whether it's through our mental performance coaches that we have on staff or our producers, right? Like anybody that is on our team is all about helping us tap into mindset and leadership to drive excellence. So reach out to me directly if you are interested in working with a one-on-one performance coach coach, or if in your organization, you think this message is powerful for a, for a keynote or a training, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. Again, reach out to me directly so we can get connected and we can figure out how to come alongside of you on that journey. But the power of a word, that's what this season has been about because thoughts are these things in our heads, but they become words when we speak them. And when we speak certain words over and over and over, we actually bring them into fruition because again, it builds a mindset in our life. So so that's what this season has been all about. As a quick recap, you know, for some of you that might be joining us for the first time or for those of you that might have been following along, we kicked off with my personal word of the year, right? This word of the year journey was something we started during my sophomore year back at the University of Notre Dame when I was a an undergrad there, bringing into a word for the year to help us narrow our focus and really organize our life and build that mindset so that we can direct our thoughts, attention, energy towards understanding what that word means, how it impacts how we show up, how to think about it in new ways to add new layers to our being. And so my word of the year for 2021 is prioritize, right? How do we prioritize our thoughts, our time, our energy, our attention, our relationships to the things that matter most to us? And then we went on uh, to talk about the power in the word discipline. And we talked to my spiritual mentor, friend, advisor. I serve as chair of the board for Life Works, the nonprofit that Red Moss and his beautiful wife, Liz, Liz Moss lead. And we, we talked to Red about discipline. Then we moved to talk to our producer here at SPG, runs Truthwork Media, Michael Yoder, to understand the power of the word awareness. And then Kelly Zazie, our director of operations here at SPG, uh, we talked to her about conviction and what that means and how that has impacted how she's navigated her professional life. And then we tuned in to two of my dearest and longest friends, Andrew Tewitt and Brennan Scott. Shout out, gentlemen. I know you're listening right now. Two of my best friends and longest listeners. And we talked to B. Scott about the importance of sustainability as he is the CFO of a cigar company and, and what that looks like for him from a business perspective. Ferry Otego 
and what that means to his family as his as his kids get older and talk to Tuit about preparation and the importance of that as a leader, as a business person, as a husband, as a father. And then you got to hear from me again, solo, talking about the word alive, you know, and really challenging us to think about what are the things that bring us life and what are the things that deaden us? And are we are are we tapping into the, the elements of who we are and, and how we're showing up to the world that really help us feel alive? Because it's in that space that we are able to manifest what is within us to bring to this world. Then we talked to Kayleen. She is a uh, mental performance coach here at Selkin Performance Group, but she is also the recently hired director of mental performance for the Vanderbilt football team. Shout out to uh, Clark Lee, head coach down there at Vandy, an incredible friend and colleague of mine who is really understanding the power of the mental game and bringing that to the new program that he is leading down at Vandy. And we talked with, with Coach Kayleen about the power of relationships, right, and what that means. Then we talked to uh, Kristen Whiffler, our, our nutritionist, that we have here on staff at Selking Performance. Uh, we talked to her about trust and again, how that impacts our, our wellness and health journey, but also how that impacts her as a professional. Then Tim O'Connor, longtime friend who is on Fighting Irish Media at the University of Notre Dame, a beautiful designer and individual has just been a resource for me through my life about elegance and what that means in terms of both design and how we live and lead our lives. Then we went in to talk about the power in the word conversation with Joe Ferraro, an incredible speech coach, podcast coach. And then we talked about the word sweetness and, and how in the throngs of high performance and the discipline of high performance and the grit of high performance, can we find sweetness in the journey in our own lives and our relationships? And again, how the world needs some more of that. Then we talked to, to Dr. Brian Thompson, where we really broke apart this concept of belief and the power of believing ourselves, not just from a fluffy standpoint, but really from a scientific standpoint and how that belief really undermines or not undermines, underlines everything that we do. Man, if you don't believe that you can be successful, you're not gonna put forth the time, energy, intention, effort that's necessary to actually be great. And how many unanswered, unacknowledged, unrealized dreams lie out there because people really didn't believe that they could bring that to life. Then, then we talked to my beautiful, amazing mom, Cindy Latner, right? She, I get to call her mom, but man, she has been a business leader. She was an extension agent for Ohio State for 20 years and I know has molded hundreds and hundreds of kids' lives and the power in the word intentionality and what it means to be intentional in who we are and how we show up. And that leads us to today, to our final word and to perhaps my favorite word of all time. And today I wanna talk to you about the power in the word greatness. And for those of you that know me and know me well, man, I've been talking about greatness since like, Oh, eight, right? Before greatness was even a buzzword, I was talking about greatness. And I know it was not a buzzword because I used to say all the time, my, one of my best friends, Kate, we lived next to each other in Pangborn Hall at the University of Notre Dame. She was an accounting major. I was a management consulting major. And she'd be like, hey, what are you up to tonight? Or what are you up to today? Didn't matter what time of day she'd ask me, what are you up to? And I'd be like, well, I'm making greatness. And she would just be like, Amber, Greatness is not even a word. So therefore it cannot be made. Will you stop saying that? And I looked at her and I'd be like, well, sorry about your luck, Kate. I don't know if it's a word or not, but I'm out here making it. So let's go. And she would always just roll her eyes at me and laugh. And you know, sure enough, years later, guess what the buzzword of the world is? Greatness. 
It's about greatness. And I remember my roommate senior year, Sarah, she was a rower and and I would always say, making greatness. I'm out here making greatness. What are you doing today? Making greatness. I could be studying for an accounting exam and I was making greatness. Or I could be dressing up on Halloween. My friends, uh, we all dressed up to go watch the, the rowing team. We went and celebrated Sarah and her team on the banks of the river on like noon. And we dressed up as superheroes and we were making greatness, right? So whether it's fun stuff like that or serious stuff like accounting or school or planning for the future or casting vision on what we're going to create and how we're going to change the world. Man, to me, that was making greatness. And I remember I said that to her one day and she was not pleased. She's like, Amber, you got to stop saying that because you have to understand that like not everybody is trying to make greatness in the world and not everybody's going to be great. Okay. So settle down and tone it down. And I just, it sort of broke my heart. It put me in check. This is why I love Sarah. And this is why we were so close because we were so different that she could really challenge my thinking. Right. And, and, and really help me be more empathetic to people that were wired different than me. Then I went through years and years of grad school and psychology and that really beats the crap out of you. So I'm, I'm way more empathetic now after all of that. But man, I remember her saying that and it really struck me. And it, but, but you know what it did? It forced me to think about what do I actually mean when I say making greatness? And, and how can I communicate that in a way that resonates with people wherever they're at on their journey, right? And whatever spectrum they might fall on. Because, you know, for, for Sarah and for Kate, who are very linear thinkers, the emotional stimulus of a word like greatness didn't necessarily Get, necessarily get them right away. I mean, I need to be able to communicate that in a way that resonates. And, and so I thought about it for a while and I went back to Sarah and I said, listen, I, I think I need to clarify what I mean when I say making greatness. Like that doesn't to me always mean that you're going to do something huge in this world that, that the whole world sees and take notice of because ultimately that's not my heart behind it. Like my heart behind making greatness is that people understand who they are and the beauty and the power that lies within them. And they figure out that they can bring that to the world, that they do not need to be held hostage or captive by the fears and insecurities and doubts and and life experiences that they might have had historically that man our future is in front of us if we can only understand what is within us and what is the power that we have within us and quite frankly i think that's part of what set me on this quest of 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 high performance and sports psychology and brain science because i knew that everything rose and fall on leadership right like i knew that there were people that were wired differently that were doing big things in the world that were that were changing systems but man i also saw people that whether it was you know i grew up in a small town in northeastern pennsylvania raising livestock working in a family business like where school was important to me and and so i I had the privilege of seeing different worlds, whether that was the sport world or the 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 um the the livestock world or the business world or the school world or the church world. I, I was in big cities, I was in small towns, and I just realized man, it doesn't matter what color people's skin are. It doesn't matter what their educational background is. It doesn't matter how much money they have. Like I saw people making greatness in every single corner of the world that I found myself growing up in and that I have since explored in the 16 different cities I've lived in, in the different populations that I've served and loved. Man, there is greatness everywhere. We just have to find it. And so that stirring in my heart as an undergrad, when I was a little naive to how big the world was and how hard the world could be, I've come to realize like, no, that stirring in my heart was not because greatness was unattainable. It was because greatness was so close to every single person in the world, but often they just didn't see it. They didn't notice it. They, they didn't acknowledge it. They wouldn't believe it. And therefore it lie dormant. 
And so that was a catalyst that drove me to learn more. And that's why I love brain science so much. Because again, it doesn't matter what color your skin you are, what what part of the world you're from, what religion you are, what socioeconomic status you're a part of. What matters is that you have a brain. And if you can understand the power of the human brain and you can learn to tap into that, then your greatness is at your fingertips. That's why I do this podcast. It's not to have a podcast that people around the world listen to. Dude, I don't care if if one person listened to this. This is because if that one person comes to understand that I can do something different with my life if I learn to tap into my power as a human being that lies within my mind, then then this is worth it to me. That to me is what making greatness is. And here's the thing, if you look up the definition of the word greatness, here's the definition of it in the dictionary, right? It says, greatness is the quality of being great, distinguished, or eminent. All right, technically, if I'm making greatness, then it's about like, you know, being great, being distinguished, being eminent. That's not what I'm talking about. So I I would like to rewrite the definition. I don't know who handles the dictionary, but if you're out there, (laughs) to me, making greatness is about manifesting the magic, the magnificent, or the excellence of a moment, of a moment in time, of a moment in a person's life, of a moment being a life itself. And sometimes it's magical, right? And it's big, but, but man, a lot of times it is mundane and it is about capitalizing and bringing forth the goodness in, in a moment and in a person. And if we can understand that it is our opportunity and responsibility as human beings to manifest greatness on a moment by moment basis, and it doesn't have to be on a stage, but it does need to be in service of human beings and of the gaps that exist in this world. Right, whether you are an inner city living in the gap that lives there is figuring out how to be a light to your family that might be living in a homeless shelter, right? Or or if it can be on a stage somewhere, if you're leading an organization of thousands of thousands of people, man, making greatness is tangible and palpable and right there for each of us. If we understand it's just about stepping into that next moment and being a bridge builder, a light bearer, and a hope dealer to the moment right in front of you. And here's the other beautiful thing about making greatness. Making greatness is a forward thinking action verb. It's not reflective of the past. It's not reflective of what your history is. Man, it's not even reflective of like the the last 15 minutes of your life. Every day, moment by moment, it is a forward thinking, forward acting verb. And my my eighth grade English teacher would not be pleased with me right now that is not coming off my tongue what what making greatness actually is uh, in terms of sentence structure. Um, However, all my English majors out there, you're like, but I know what it is and may be able to come to me. In which case, I'll share it with you. If not, we'll left a little cliffhanger, all right? Um, And so, but here's the thing, making greatness is this this moment by moment opportunity that lies in front of us. And so, you know, when I got to grad school, I read this book called The Talent Code by Dan Coyle. And the subtitle on it was, greatness isn't born, it's made, here's how. And that is the first time I ever saw the word greatness really written down and capitalized. And then it went on to talk about the science behind that. Coyle goes on to talk about like how how talent is actually developed at the neurological level and it's developed through repetition, right? Over and over and over again. And people say it's muscle memory, but really it's neuron memory because every time we have a thought, right? Every time we have a thought, it sends an electrical signal from our brain through our neurons into our muscles to execute an action. And so whether you are trying to figure out how to start your business and you're not really great at it yet and you don't have a sales pitch down, well, well no, you're not going to right away. You've got to do it over and over and over and over again. And little by little, the, the 
myelination of your sales pitch, of your business plan will get stronger. And it gets easier and it gets more fluid and it gets more compelling. And that's how you get good at anything. If you're willing to put in the time, the effort, the intentionality, right? Which is our word from last week. The power of that can actually develop talent. And that, that my friend is how greatness is made. And, and that is how you make great, making greatness, not just an action, but a habit, right? Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence therefore is not an act, it's a habit. Making greatness can become a habit if we do it often enough, if we are intentional enough about how we're showing up to moments, right? And that's why I love authors. One of my favorite authors and speakers is Erwin McManus because every time he speaks, what it does is it, it fans into flame that burning desire inside of me to make greatness in this world, in my own life, in my family's life, in my community's life, in Notre Dame's life, in Lippert's life, in all the roles that I serve, right? Is because, man, that's inside of me and I believe we can do it in every conversation we have. I wanna figure out how do we draw that outside of people because it lies inside of all of us if we just learn to tap into it, if we tap into the power of our mind, the power of a word and say it over and over and over enough and just not say it, but start to do something about it, right? And every time you do, you tap into and you wire the power of that word into the very fabric of your life so it changes how you show up, how you show up as a man or a woman, how you show up as a leader, how you show up as a, a husband or a wife, as a parent, as a friend, as a community leader. And that is why this season has been so important because if we can wire the power of these words into our lives, it is gonna little by little change the world. So your championship mindset training, the last championship mindset training of season nine is to simply ask yourself, how can I make greatness in this moment? What would it look like for me to make this, this moment better for myself, for those around me? And if this moment is in service of your future, that's making greatness too. It's not always big stuff, it's small stuff. The constant application of, of all of the words we talked about, the constant application of prioritization, of discipline, of awareness, of conviction, of sustainability, of preparation, of, of being alive, of relationships, of trust, of elegance, of conversation, of sweetness, of belief, of intentionality. The constant application of these elements can help you make greatness on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis. And at the end of the day, that's what this is about because life is short, you all. And we need more light. We need more bridges. We need more hope. And that is the opportunity that each of us have to bring to this world around us. And in the fall, my first book gets released. It's called Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets. And it is going to give you a play-by-play -play, X's and O's of how to wire in and transform every way in which you think and lay that foundation for a mental performance like foundation that you can bring to the world to be your absolute best, even when it's difficult, perhaps even most importantly when it's difficult and when it matters most because the world needs more of that. And together, we can breathe those bridge builders, those light bearers, and those hope dealers. Thank you so much for tuning in to season nine. It has been a heck of a journey with each of you. I would love to learn what you learned, what you what you really took away from this season, how it changed how you showed up, how it is helping you make greatness in your own life. So please tweet us at Champ Mindsets. Let us know, again, how are you using this season to make greatness in the world? Follow us on, on Instagram at Selking Performance. Again, let us know how you're applying this stuff. We're on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And again, if there's anything that we can 
can do through keynote speaking or one-on-one performance coaching, shoot me an email, drselking at selkingperformance.com. And I would love to hear your story and, and figure out how we join you on your own performance journey. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back sometime in the next couple months for season 10. I don't have an absolute release date yet, but stay tuned for, for the revamp or not the, the, the new kickoff, if you will. Again, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.